your kids are watching you to see how life is done. This is the show where we remind dads of what's most important. I'm your host, Scott Moore. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Todd, how's it going? It's going good, Scott. It looks like the sun's going to be shining today. We had that incredibly warm weather uh, last week, and then it snowed here on Monday. Can you believe it? I mean, that's just like felt mean. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have any snow. But it's supposed to be warming up a little bit today. Close to 80, so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the snow, too. I mean, Mm. we thank God for it, knowing he would only give us what was best. So, But we didn't like it. (laughs) No, we didn't like it. But it was good. good. Things are good here. It's busy. We were a little on the side when we first started. Has it been a hard hard week? Hard day? (laughs) Hard moment? It's all hard at this point, but... (laughs) I think I have a little touch of allergies or something going on now. Mm. Stuff is blooming and there's a layer of pollen on my car. So that's oh, probably yeah. why I have the deep radio voice this morning. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. <laughs> you know, have you ever noticed, Scott, how we're just like incredibly, we're like kids. You know how you as a parent, you take your kid and you go do something really fun. You spend some money and then you get home and your kids are like, what are we doing now? <laughs> like, yes. what are we doing now? Or because like I'm thankful for like every sunny day that we have. But then when it gets cold and it snows, I'm like, I can't believe this. Why would we have a cold snowy day? Or, uh, you know, your car runs for what, however long it runs for six years without any problems. And then when you have your first problem, you're like, ah, crud. Well, I was like that the, over the weekend. Uh, we have had car troubles. No, not yeah. car troubles, even yeah. though. <laughs> If you have cars, you will have troubles. Um, Everybody else around me, like everybody in my family is having car troubles. But this weekend, uh, I took out the, we have an enclosed screening porch on our our back house. And apparently some squirrels, some of these little tiny squirrels, my dad calls them piney squirrels. I don't know if they're really called that, but these tiny squirrels, they've gotten into the area over our family room. It's enclosed. Uh, Years ago, I don't know even if we did a show then, but I had some raccoons that got in it and I had to cut a hole in the thing to go get them out. It was a big pain. But anyway, so they have been in there kind of over the winter, not lots, but every once in a while, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I thought I'll pull out the ceiling of the porch and I'll fill in all the gaps, which seemed like many and fix it all back up and hadn't heard anything for the last few days. And then this morning I went down early because I just had a screaming headache and which I, I never have headaches. And I went downstairs and I'm laying there and I heard this and I'm like, Oh crud. And they're back in there. So now I have to figure out how they're getting back in there. I don't think I closed them in. If they did, maybe they're just mommy, come and get me. I can't get out which I'm totally good with. But again, it was just like, everything was good. And now everything stinks. 
Yeah, that's not fun. We had a raccoon in our wall many years ago. Did I tell oh, yeah. that story on here? I don't think so. Tell us the story. On Scott. Christmas, no less. We had to call an exterminator. It was early in our marriage. I don't think we even had kids yet. Um, and on Christmas morning, we woke up with this thing scratching in the wall by our bathroom. And it was a raccoon that had gotten up in through the garage into the attic and then down into the wall in Uh between our bathroom and our, in our hall closet in my panicked mindset. I almost like I had the golf club in my hand. I was ready to like whack it through the wall and try and kill it. But then I had this, you know, moment of clarity where I think God was like, Scott, that's not going to go well. (laughs) Cause if I didn't kill it or knock it out on the first whack, I was going to have a really mad raccoon running around my house. So, I didn't do that, and we blew the two hundred dollars to call some guy to come out on Christmas Day and trap the thing. But holy cow, that was not fun. I call that the tingle. You know, when you get the tingle, <laughs> yes. and you're like, "This is not a good idea." Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a dad speaking of raccoons who wrote me years ago, and he was saying that, and I've probably told the story before because it's such a good one. He said he had a raccoon in his chimney, and this was the same time I had my raccoon because I think that's why I wrote. And he said his brilliant idea was that he had a, got a ladder, put it up against there, and he was just going to pour a little bit of fuel, gas down the chimney and then light it. <laughs> and, he, and then he didn't get the tingle, but he looks down and he sees his like 10-year-old son outside right by him holding a garden hose. And he thought, you know, maybe this is not a good idea. <laughs> because probably the squirrel would or the raccoon blazing raccoon would panic run out through the other end and light his house on fire. Yeah. The whole house would go up in flames. So dad, lesson number one of this show is listen to the tingle. Yeah. And fire is usually not the solution to any of your problems. Fire fire is bad. (laughs) Fire is bad. Has a tendency to get out of control. Watch some of those videos on on YouTube or whatever, of people doing stupid things. Ooh. Maybe that's what I should show my kids. Cause you know, uh, we oh, were yeah. doing something when the kids said, Oh, we could throw some gas on it. I'm like, listen, you never throw gas on the fire. I said, everybody I know who who's had a burn did it. Cause they took a cup of gas and they threw it on the fire and the fire went up the column of liquid and lit their arm on fire. Thanks. So don't ever, you know, uh, that's that's what dads do. That's what dads do. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you the end of uh, Ben and Rissa's story. You know, last time last time we talked, mm-hmm. um, they were in Florida uh, with a hundred year or thousand year rain. They said uh, in Fort Lauderdale, and so they abandoned their plans in Fort Lauderdale. Went to Disney World where they had spent their honeymoon, and uh, they got a hotel. And they sent us a picture, I think it was Wednesday evening, so after we recorded the show. I explained this all last time, didn't I, Scott? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, just, yeah, I saw it. You don't even it. remember. Well, no, no, after, after you said that, I saw the news, and I was like, they had a foot of rain in like 24 <laughs> hours in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> I think within six hours. It was like incredible. Wow. And uh, so Ben Rissa had said, you know, if, sound like a tornado out there 
they said it would have been beautiful right out the beach, but it was not. And so they went to Disney and uh, they got a hotel and they said, oh, it was beautiful. For an hour, the sun was out and then the clouds came in and they never saw the sunshine again. The next day uh, they went to Disney World and uh, they said they had a good time. And their plan was to leave the next day. So that'd be Thursday. They would have left the hotel, you know, right around lunchtime, driven to the Fort Lauderdale airport and then flown home and got home like at midnight. Well, instead of that, uh, they were watching some fireworks show and their sister-in-law called and said, hey, did you hear the Fort, the, uh, Fort Lauderdale airport is closed? <laughs> and now they freaked out. And it was just, they called us Wednesday night at like one o'clock in the one thirty in the morning. Uh, of course we were asleep and they're like, we don't know what to do. Should we, you know, should we just go? Cause they couldn't get through because everybody's trying to make alternative uh, plans and not an alternative, but alternate plans. And, uh, and so now they're, they, they found some plane tickets um not in fort lauderdale but in orlando but now they're worried about can we return the uh rental car because <laughs> it's supposed to go to orlando and so they're spending you know hours thinking all this like maybe ben's like we should just drive the co- rental car home they said it'd only be an extra 200 dollars fee and then we could blah 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 dump the tickets so uh they're trying to make these arrangements ben bought tickets but he bought them for the wrong day. <laughs> so he bought them for mm. the month of May, not April. And so he's, <laughs> those tickets are gone. Um, so they finally, they, they decided they're going to go to the airport. Uh, they get there super early in the morning. I don't know why they went so early, but they were just afraid of all the possibilities. And so they they had about a five hour wait before they had their plane took off and they made it home. And they're almost, they're about an hour away from home and their car breaks down. Mm. (laughs) Ben calls me. He's like, you're not going to believe this. He goes, but our car's stuck. And uh, so they had some friends who went down and put it on a flatbed trailer and brought it home for them, which were amazing friends. And they made it home. And just to hear them talk, it was just like, they were both so, and you've been here, haven't you, Scott? Because everybody who's been married for very long has. Oh, yeah. Where you have these great plans. Ben, you know, had all these books he was going to read. And Rissa had, you know, she imagined her, you know, getting sunburned by the pool, not doing anything. She said she brought a pair of flip-flops, and that's all she was going to have. Uh, didn't know she was going to have to walk around Disney World, and her ankles were broken afterwards. And. Uh, and they didn't touch the books. They didn't do anything. And it was just terrible <laughs> the next day. And then they came home and we're like all sunburned from uh, being outside and they're pale and pasty, you know, from being in Florida. Wow. <laughs> they made a home. They made a home. That's a rough vacation, man. <laughs> it is a rough vacation. Pretty par for the course. Uh, you know, those things happen. They happen. There really ought to be some sort of magic bonus fund for people who go through a vacation like that to just send you on another vacation to somewhere that's actually peaceful and restful Uh, and all that is when you get home from that vacation, you're just like, just kill me. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're going to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Why don't you start that? (laughs) 
Scott. We'll start a GoFundMe for and GoFundMe for blown vacations. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. That's a good. Uh, I'll put some thought into that. That could be a good we'll business idea. See, see, see what you can come up with. But I don't know about you. I know, uh, you know, your daughter, uh, married daughter, is going through a hard time with um, with Henry and a. But even though that boy keeps growing, he's growing yeah, like a weed. He's packing uh, on the weight the, now. He is. He's he's getting up there near three pounds. <laughs> yes. uh, but he's adding a hundred hundred grams a day. How much is a hundred grams? It sounds I like have no idea. Ten pounds, but it's probably like the size of a bottle cap. I think it's an <laughs> ounce or so, you know. I'm not sure, uh, but but that's still good news. And it is. Even though I guess as we record this, they said that they, they're having a meeting this morning with the Yeah, wow, well, you're up to date. I am. And so the uh you know, I know uh, maybe dads, you've been praying, but pray that they'll know what to do about this. Yeah, this is the fun part because the, the medical team, you know, they're happy to give all the advice in the world until but they won't it tell you really what really matters, which yeah. is now where it's like, well, half the team, I mean, the team's kind of split. Half of them think yeah. that they should do this surgery to close the PDA and the other half thinks, no, they, they don't need to. And yeah. so Abby is, it's amazing. She's got Jen's gene whatever it is that makes her want to learn about all the medical stuff so she's uh-huh. been scouring medical journals i mean literally like oh, yeah. she's gone to the point where she she's trying to look at things that she's not allowed to have access to because uh-huh. they're some sort of medical journals and they're like are you a doctor and she's like no but mm-hmm. i need to know this and mm-hmm. so she's trying to figure out you know to get all the information she can and all her questions before the meeting today yeah and we're just praying for discernment and peace because and a clear path i assume the, yeah and they don't abby and william are you know getting to know each other in this whole process too because they're discovering you know william is kind of the action-oriented do something kind of guy he's and, a crummy man <laughs> exactly and he and, doesn't care <laughs> and and william's or abby's more comfortable with just waiting and seeing you know so, so yeah she'll do all the research and then say, Oh, well maybe it doesn't have to happen when William will think, but, yeah. but they need to do something, you know? And so yeah. they get to fight through all that and try and figure it out. And that's the part I was going to say your lead in is perfect. That I, I kind of joy in seeing my kids go through these things. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe it's your sadistic evil bent that I have <laughs> or something like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it, it Maybe because I know we went through it and we made it and it's part of who we are now. And there's so much to learn and discover. And we're still going through those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were lots of times where, uh, you know, in the family mobile, we'd be stuck along the road and I'd call my dad. Hey, guess where we are? We're stuck. And, you know, eight kids in the waiting room and it's terrible and not good. and and somehow we talk about those things fondly now. Uh, even my son, Sam, uh, you know, they're expecting their second. We watched Cohen last night, their their son. And Cohen is just an amazing kid. I mean, he's just this total free spirit. You know, uh, Catherine, their little daughter uh, who was born premature, um, Addie, she's like, if you put on a little blanket that's like four by four, she would stay on that blanket for 
six to seven hours, you know, never get off of it, play with a, one little toy and look at it and enjoy it and just wave at you. Cohen is like, you set him down and he goes as far as away from you as he can. You know, he's just moving. He's, he's a, has this need to escape uh, and have, you know, grab things that, and he can't, and he's, this kid is a year and a half and the kid can whistle. Wow. I mean, have you ever met a whistling kid? A little tiny kid who can go. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a, he's that's, a genius. That's awesome. Um, but <laughs> anyway, so the other day he was at our house and he and grabbed one of our boys' knives, came around and he had this big pocket knife and it's open, you know, the blade. And he knows what it is. Wow. He knows. And Debbie's trying to wrestle from him without cutting him. But anyway, so uh, McKenna... Sam's wife was telling my wife how that the kid, he, he just was up from like two to four 30 in the middle of the night. Mm. And, uh, and you remember those nights, Scott, I know we kind of, oh, yeah. you kind of forget them after a while, but it doesn't take much to bring them back. And of course, you know, he's crying and won't go to sleep. And, uh, McKenna's like, just, just bring him into bed with us, you know? And Sam's like, we're not going to do that. He's going to make it through this, you know? And of course, then they're arguing and fighting and, and it's crying and all that stuff. And again, I get this, <laughs> you know, kind of feeling to watch my kids go through it. That's wrong, man. I know it is. It is wrong, but I like it. <laughs> I think it's, it's part of the process and, of how they need to work this through and, and they learn about each other and hate each other. And, uh, you know, and that's what marriage is. And, but I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about it, like in those times, you know, for Ben with his wife, Rissa and for Sam and his wife, McKenna and, you know, me with my wife and you with your wife and William with his wife, there are times that where dads do need to, be strong, you know, and help our wives. Um, because sometimes those, the emotions of it all runs away with things and, and dads just need to say, you know, I think this is the, what we should do and kind of help them. I mean, I don't know about Jen, but my wife, she never thanks me for doing that, but I'll hear her thank other people. She'll thank me in front of other people when I'm not, she thinks I'm not listening, you know, like, well, I really wanted to do this, but, but Todd wouldn't let me. And I'm so glad he did. I don't know if you ever, do you ever hear that Scott? No, <laughs> <laughs> I was not really talking about you. I was hoping that maybe my wife had told you that about me. No, <laughs> uh, but I think they do. I think they appreciate when we can be the tough, not the tough, like, oh, we're just going to do it. And that's the way it is. But someone maybe they can blame, someone that they can, with it takes the responsibility. Um, because I know the temptation is for the dad to just go, fine, if that's what you want to do, let's do it. And I've done that. I've done that lots of times. Um, but there are times where we dads, husbands, need to be the rocks, you know, or need to be the knight in shining armor to come to our wives' rescue. Um, I mentioned this before, you know, it's as simple as getting rid of a squirrel 
you know, and not giving up on and go, oh yeah, well, there he'll just have to leave him there. We just have squirrels now, honey. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, even though usually when I go, I think I heard little babies squealing, then she'll take the squirrel side, you know, she wants them gone, but she doesn't want me to hurt them, yeah. you know? And, uh, but, and I think, you know, not only do we do it now for our wives, but I think so that our kids can watch and sons can learn how to do it for their future wives. Um, because I do want my sons. I want my sons and I, and I hear good things. Um, I'll hear things like, uh, one of my son's daughters told my wife, you know, oh, I was going through this really hard time and my husband, your son just held me and let me vent. And I just, I, I don't know where he learned that. That probably wasn't for me. (laughs) Um, but I'd like to think it was, and it's just a really good feeling, but it starts now, you know, so dad's. You know, if you still got young kids or if you, whatever, doesn't even matter what age it is. Your kids are watching you to see how life is done. Even my son, Abe, he's already out this morning cutting grass um, because he has a mowing business and, you know, it's gotten started back up. Well, last year was his real, his real first year of paying taxes, you know, and it comes to the end and he's got a pretty significant, you know, chunk he has to pay a couple thousand, three thousand dollars. And, you know, that who hurts. likes to pay those? Yeah, nobody likes that. And then right on top of that, since he started paying taxes, now he has to do estimated taxes. So he has to pay another thousand dollars to do that. And I know the temptation for him is to, you know, can we just pretend like it didn't happen? And, you know, and and I'm like, and I, I talked with him. I said, Abe, you know, this is the deal. I said, I get it. I wouldn't want to pay it. I hate paying it. I feel like it's unfair, you know, and I know it's a disincentive to you to w- want to do it because it just feels like they take all the wind out of your sails. But I said, you know, God honors when we render into Caesar what's Caesar's, you know, and and you can, since you're going to run this as a business, you need to do it this way. And, and, and I told him, I said, you know, there were times we didn't want to do it, but we did it, you know, and God honored it. There were times when your brother did it. He didn't want to do it, but he did it. And God honors that. And, and he did, um, and probably begrudgingly because I would have done it begrudgingly too, but it's just, we're always teaching our kids, whether it's the way we drive, you know, keeping the speed limit or, you know, where we cheat on our taxes or if we cheat on other things. Um, I mean, you'll see, and I've seen parents and, and I'm no, I, this, you know, I'm probably not consistent in everything, but I've seen parents who, you know, tell them you're 11 so you can get into the movie cheaper, uh, or whatever. And I'm That's like, yeah, you know, sir, that, that comes back and it bites you later on yeah. because your kids figure out about lying about other things. But it's just what dads do. So do you have any thoughts on that, Scott? Any good, brilliant thoughts? Uh, I'm kind of all over the map. It is weird, especially now when you have like, you know, when they're creating new laws left and right. We just had one in Ohio. They just enacted a law where you're now not allowed to use your phone while you're driving. 
Oh, yeah. And they clarified it where you, you are allowed to do like one swipe to answer the phone and hold the phone to your ear if you need to, but they prefer hands free. And uh-huh. But if you try and like text or anything else, man, you're going to jail. <laughs> like, I mean, they apparently they're giving you like three warnings or something within the next six months, but then they can, you know, they, they can bust you. And it's like, okay, I didn't make the rules. You all made the rules that we have to use a phone all the time. I didn't like phones when they first came out. I didn't want to use them all the time, but now my whole life is centered around using this stupid device that I've had in my pocket for years. And now you tell me I can't use it. What are you going to do to the person whose baby is in the back seat and dropped their binky and they reach back to pick it up? You're going to outlaw that too. I seem like, like my kids, they're, you know, driving and I'm like, I got to obey this stupid law now. (laughs) <laughs> or I'm breaking the law, you know? And I'm like, but what? it wasn't a law six months, you know, a month ago. And that, uh, that drives me oh, nuts. Oh, I can remember years ago and when our kids were really little and we were running to church, we were behind, and we pull out onto this road and it says no left turns. But I didn't <laughs> see a car coming for yeah. as far as you could see either way. I'm like, I'm late. I'm going to, you know. And I made the left turn. And Ben, who was probably nine or 10, goes, hey, Dad, I thought you weren't supposed to make left turns there. And, you know, a few minutes later, I kind of probably said, well, we were in a hurry. Nobody was there. And then uh, later I had to apologize and say I was wrong. Turned myself in and spent a night in jail. Uh, No, I didn't. (laughs) That's that's when I find a good opportunity to have the discussion about the difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. I know what the thing is. The letter (laughs) of the law is the part you have to obey. You know, the the spirit of the law is the, uh, the excuses we come up with, you know, (laughs) to not do it. And, and I know dads who are experts at being the spirit of the law. But the thing is, is that, you know, and you know this, I mean, we're just talking (laughs) that our kids decide their own spirits of the law, you know, but but they're going to have to though. I mean, because they're like the tax code, if they want to bust us, they can bust us. I mean, there's no one who knows the tax code inside and out. That's what they're doing. I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant. No, you're right. (laughs) You're, you're right on, on most of that, you know? But, you know, like when it gets to the speed limit or whatever, or maybe it's something that we haven't even thought of, you know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's even just being faithful to your wife. Maybe the spirit is, well, I never, you know, we never were together together. Yeah. But, you know, you don't share those other personal things either. And so, you know, I just want my kids. Go ahead. This is really good though, because to me, like that's one where the spirit of the law actually is probably more restricted than the letter because right you're not breaking any marital laws you know you're not necessarily breaking a vow or whatever with a lot of the thoughts you could have or things you might see and linger let your eyes linger on a little but boy the spirit of the law will ding in a big way if you read Mm -hmm. jesus's words about lusting in your heart Exactly. And he kind of clarified that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he made it a little clearer. Yeah. Um, but I just, I guess I'm just struck by how our example is so huge. Yeah. You know, to our kids. And, you know, and, and again, they're going to have to work through some of those things. And some of the things they're going to have to pay a penalty for or a price for. 
um, things that we passed along and that we've worked through maybe, uh, but maybe they haven't. And I, I guess, again, just as dads, you know, that we are, we love our wives, not only because we're commanded to love our wives, but because we know that our sons need to learn how to love their future wives. We do what's right, not only because it's the right thing, but because we want our children someday to be able to do the right thing too. When everybody's saying, ah, you don't have to worry about it. You know, we, we pay all our taxes, not because we want to, and not just because it's right, but because we want our children to do the right thing later on. And it really, it's lots of those things. I can remember even as simple as taking my cart back to the, whatever those cart corrals at Walmart, um, because I knew my kids were watching me and they knew the rules were, or, and it's not a law, you know, but it, you know, to please return your cart to the cart corral. And for me to just leave it there, it always felt like my kids were going, oh yeah, uh-huh. So we just do whatever we want, right, dad? Um, and so I would <laughs> trudge in the rain and always return my cart to the cart corral. So, I'm, I'm one of those other dads. <laughs> I prefer to call them the bad guys. <laughs> I prefer to call myself a champion of capitalism. <laughs> I'm providing a You're certain, giving them a job. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's, and that is how the spirit of the law is twisted <laughs> to do what we want. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> oh, no, I, you can get me in a hundred <laughs> other areas, a hundred other areas. This is the fun um, stuff too, is when your kids call and ask you something, you know, about one of these things, when you're grown up kids call and like, dad, yeah. what, would, what should I do? And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I have to tell them what I would do and what I should do. And you know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's rough. And that, I, again, that's the, I, I think the kind of the fun part Yeah, to see our kids going through the same things that we have gone through and maybe to learn some of those things. I mean, I can't imagine what Abby has learned uh, yeah. in the last couple months. I mean, really, you know, you homeschooled her all the way through, but to, you know, I mean, that homeschooling doesn't, that, that lessons aren't complete. There's, right. you know, and she's learned so much and, and really, maybe one day, and maybe she'd even say now, you know, what we've learned is worth it. And maybe she doesn't feel it now. But one day, you kind of do understand that. Yeah. Well, hey, we're out of time. I got to get ready to go to gym. Uh, Dad, uh, you know, uh, whatever, you're, whatever you're doing, uh, know that you've got at least a kid or two who's watching you, whether they're grown up or whether they're little. And you have a wife who needs rescue so that your sons one day can rescue their future wives or present wives. Uh, have a great week. And of course, we're inconsistent. That's what we do best. That doesn't mean we don't keep trying. You keep trying because you did that. And that's our show for this week, Dad. Thanks for joining us for the Family Man Show with Todd Wilson. If you have a question for the show, email Todd at familyman at familymanweb.com. If you have a question for me, you can reach me at scott at unsocializedmedia.com. Thanks for joining us, Dad. Have a great week.
they finally got a plane ticket. Okay. Uh, it's like I can hear the train of thought jumping the track there, you know. I know I did. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. Right, right, right back. They made alternate plans. Oh, wait, here she comes. Okay, no, we're good. 